tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, for 30 years, a tanker has floated off Yemen's coast, holding oil from its oil fields. But when a civil war broke out in 2014, it was abandoned and left to rust. Now, the UN has had to step in to stop one of the largest oil spills in history. How did the UN do it? And who does the oil belong to? That's after a short break. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. We need to keep working together over this next critical period to defuse what remains a ticking time bomb and avoid what would be by far the worst oil spill of our era. That's the United Nations Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, speaking in a video message last month. Complex maritime salvage efforts is now underway in the Red Sea off the coast of war-torn Yemen to transfer one million barrels of oil from the decaying FSO Safer to a replacement vessel. In the absence of anyone else willing or able to perform this task, the United Nations stepped up and assumed the risk to conduct this very delicate operation. He's urging donors to act at a crucial time as the UN undertakes a delicate operation. The ship-to-ship transfer of oil, which has started today, is the critical next step in avoiding an environmental and humanitarian catastrophe on a colossal scale. After two years of fundraising, it began pumping oil from the FSO Safa, a leaking, rusting tanker off the Yemeni coast in the Red Sea, into a replacement vessel. We don't want the Red Sea to become the Black Sea. That's what's going to happen. It's an ancient vessel, a 1976 super tanker. Therefore, uh, is uh, not only old but uh, unmaintained and likely to sink it uh, or explode at any moment. The tanker was built in 1976 and was converted a decade later into a floating oil container where, for 30 years, it was an essential piece of infrastructure for Yemen's oil industry. But when Yemen descended into civil war in 2014, the tanker was abandoned and left to rust. Then in 2020, leaks in the engine room threatened to sink the ship and cause what would have been one of the largest oil spills in history. The scale of the threat here is enormous. If the ship breaks apart, the oil spill would take just two or three weeks to spread all the way up to Saudi Arabia, across to Eritrea and down to the city of Aden. And this would quickly close these key ports of Hudaydah and Salif, ending food aid for nearly six million people. Fuel imports would stop too, affecting the eight million people in Yemen who rely on fuel-powered pumps or trucks to get their fresh water. And the oil would contaminate these desalination pumps dotted along the coast, disrupting the supply of water to a further two million people. The operation has seen the UN mediate between the Houthi rebels and the Saudi-backed government in Yemen. 
It's also crowdfunded from both the private sector and members of the public. So who's responsible for the vessel and what's going to happen next? Lying just miles from the front line of the ongoing civil war, the tanker has been a divisive political issue. The internationally recognised government of Yemen, based in Aden, say they are the ones who should own the Safar and the Nautica, and that the revenues from the sale of the oil stuck on the Safar should be transferred to its accounts. The Houthis control Hudaydah, Sana'a and the north and say they are the legitimate authority in Yemen. Previous attempts to deal with it have failed, which meant it was difficult for the UN to convince all sides that their plan was viable. Here's David Gressley, who led the operation. And I, I can understand why, why people would be sceptical, given the multiple attempts to deal with it in the past that did not succeed, um, and, and the fact that it was still very active as a, as a, as a civil war. Only once the political and security issues were solved could plans for the actual removal of the oil take place. In September last year, both sides agreed to the proposal. There was just one problem. The oil needed to be put somewhere else. Given the conflict in Yemen, it became the UN's responsibility to cover the costs, including the replacement tanker. And so, eventually, it turned to the public. It started crowdfunding. With support from nearly 20 countries, including a group of kids from the US, by July this year, the UN had raised $121 million. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Earlier today, the team that stabilized the decaying uh, software tanker and transferred more than 1.1 million barrels of oil, um, it held to the replacement uh, vessel Yemen. On the 11th of August, the last barrel was taken off the rusting Safa. It was a proud moment for the UN as the immediate threat of a spill was over. But there is still more work to do. Until the end of the year, the United Nations Development Programme will manage and maintain the new tanker. It will then be handed over to Yemen's state oil company. But both the Houthis and the internationally recognised government claim ownership of the company. And then there's the ownership of the oil itself. That's also contested by both warring parties. And so far, there's been no decision about how the oil will eventually be sold. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Amy Harper and mixed by Ella Hill. Tortoise. 
The next one is on the 27th of March, and I'm going to be joined by the brilliant author and podcaster Elizabeth Day. To come to the event and tell us what you think should lead the news, go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash book. That is tortoisemedia.com forward slash book.